Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. We'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 5, titled, Bury the Lead. Uh, yet another excellent, excellent episode uh, that does an amazing job of particularly moving forward the HR storyline, uh, which we hadn't really touched upon in this season yet. Pretty much all of our overarching narrative mileage has been spent on more macro secrets of the machine stuff. That shadowy uh, government organization that we haven't really uh, haven't really found out anything about yet. Uh, Frickin' Stanton. The root stuff. Like, that's pretty much been all of our all of our overarching narrative fuel so far. And we haven't really been diving into the HR side of things. But man, now they're back. Now we're dealing with HR again, and oh boy, when this storyline comes back, it comes back strong. It really, really does. Like, they are pushing forward in the biggest way we have gotten yet on this arc. We're quite literally going up the ladder for HR, getting uh, closer and closer and closer to the big players. So, we start off this episode... And our new number is this reporter. This investigative journalist who is looking into HR. As, by the way, the FBI makes a shit ton of arrests of NYPD officers who are part of HR. Like, a lot of them. Like, a lot, a lot. Enough that... The top brass at HR are really terrified and are desperate and are desperate to try and contain the damage and protect HR leadership. Uh, we get actually this great subplot with Fusco, where Officer Simmons comes up to him and is like, "Hey, you need to find out what the FBI assholes know, and you need to cover it up because if we go down, you go down." And now Fusco needs to decide whether or not to protect himself or take HR down. But anyway, we have this reporter investigating HR, and what she wants is to get the the head of HR. She wants to take down the HR boss. She wants the big, big, big headline. And so she's starting to go down the rabbit hole and trying to find the HR boss because he conveniently slipped past the FBI. She gets a call saying that the head of HR is a guy named Chris Zambrano, who is the son of a big former crime lord. 
seems like an easy story. Seems like a simple, satisfying narrative. Beginning, middle, and end. Easy. Like, just everything about it is just cut and dry. And so she's diving into this. Uh, of course, obviously, putting her own life at, in danger. So Reese has to protect her. That's obviously what her number came up for. Thing is, and here's like a really great twist on the formula. This reporter is also investigating the man in the suit. And if Reese makes himself known to her, she's definitely going to write about it. And she's definitely going to blast the man in the suit's activities all over the media. Which is literally the opposite of what Reese and Finch need at the moment. So, Reese has to protect her without her knowing he's protecting her. We, at this moment, get the greatest (laughs) possible fix to this problem. Finch just randomly, (laughs) randomly setting up a dating profile for Reese to get him on a date with this reporter. (laughs) oh it's so stupid Uh, it's so (laughs) it's so stupid and hilarious I love it just the awkwardness of this whole affair when (laughs) Finch tells Reese that like this is how it happens this is what's going on (laughs) and Finch has been like Flirting with the reporter as Reese all day. And Reese sees that she read (laughs) one of those messages that Finch sent her. And was like, uh, what did I just say to her? (laughs) And just the actual, like, blind date. Like, the actual date in particular. Like, it's it's such a good scene. I particularly love... When Finch sends in Zoe Morgan to make Reese look more attractive to the to the reporter, women like men better if they have approval from other attractive women. Like what? <laughs> oh, it's so insane! It's absolutely insane, and I love it so much. It's so hilarious. Unfortunately, though, this episode gets dark real fast. Uh, So, this reporter published the story that Zambrano is the head of HR. She then, after the fact, finds out that it was completely untrue and she was set up to run the story. And so now, Zambrano, who is actually, turns out, a decent human being, is in danger of getting killed by HR's enemies. Ooh. 
And get killed he does! Reese and this reporter show up right, like, to find out that this dude's dead. Turns out, he was an FBI informant. Turns out he was literally the exact opposite of the head of HR. He was trying to take the head of HR down. And basically, he was going to give the FBI this ledger that he had in his possession. Of, like, everyone that ever took money from HR. But he was only going to give it to the FBI if he got an immunity deal because he was afraid that everyone would assume that he's a crook like his mobster family. Sort of the way this reporter assumed and did not give him the benefit of the doubt and ran the story that he was the head of HR, even though he wasn't. And so now... That ledger's in the wind. We got nothing. We have absolutely nothing to go off of. So now we have... This reporter searching for who set her up. Now we have this reporter searching for who... Who made her implicate Zambrano and searching for the ledger to find out who the real head of HR is. Uh, We found out from the FBI, from Donnelly actually, taking a break from being an idiot hunting the man in the suit uh, to actually do some real work, to actually (laughs) get some real criminals for a change. We found out from Donnelly that this number came from a disposable phone. She then calls that number and says, Hey, asshole, when I find out who you are, I'm going to have you arrested. I'm going to blast your name all over. This is where her at-risk status comes into full effect because this sends some hitmen after her. Specifically some ex-FBI agents. That are trying to kill her. And so. Reese and this reporter. They now have to escape these guys. Reese has to protect her. Without looking like he's protecting her. And they have to search for this ledger. I especially love by the way. The moment where. Cause. Part of. Reese's fake dating persona. Is that he's a dog lover. And then when Reese starts taking her to his apartment, Finch is like, oh crap, I have your dog. (laughs) And and Finch just ends up having to like rush to Reese's apartment to stash the dog there. He then ends up having to hide in Reese's closet where there's like 50 bajillion guns (laughs) and having to sneak out when she, uh, when the reporter goes off to the bathroom. It's it's great. It's so good. This whole dating subplot, it's the best thing. It's the it's uh it's such an incredible thing. We find out by the way. So, there's a subplot unfolding throughout this episode. 
where this reporter was exposing some shady campaign financing. Some super shady practices in a mayoral election. So, there's that. And, by the way, when this reporter gets thrown under the bus for the Sambrano thing, uh, the campaign manager for that shady campaign, Alonzo Quinn, calls the reporter and is like, hey, just so you know, we're going to use the Sambrano thing to completely discredit you and make ourselves look good with the campaign finance thing and say, hey, she definitely... She was wrong about this, just like she was wrong about Zambrano and all that. So, that gets derailed. This becomes important because when going to Zoe Morgan, Zoe Morgan is like, hey, so disposables, not only are they used by criminals, but they're also used by political campaigns. Possibly... Uh, one of the mayoral candidates is, uh, also involved in this. Maybe the head of HR. Who knows? We then find the ledger in this carousel that, uh, Zambrano was donating for charity. And there's this amazing, amazing sequence. They find the ledger in the leg of one of the horses. And then there's like a giant shootout. Reese the entire time. Well, okay. There's not a shootout immediately. I'm getting all of this completely backwards. What happens first is they get captured. Reese has to not take action in order to hide the man in the suit for a little bit longer. Carter and Fusco show up to rescue them. Then we get big ass shootout. Now I got timeline correctly. Man, I just pulled a How I Met Your Mother. Like, oh wait, that doesn't happen until much later. Oops. (laughs) Oh god, I should talk about How I Met Your Mother on this show. That'd be a great season. Anyway. Big shootout. Reese, while the reporter's not looking, is able to participate in this a little bit. Beating up some assholes. Uh, we flip through the re- we flip through the ledger real quick, and we see that the name on there is Walker, who's actually not the one engaged in shady campaign finance. He's the opponent of that guy. He's on HR's payroll. He's on the ledger, and so we now assume that. He is the boss. We now assume that he is the guy at the top of the ladder. After this carousel shootout ends and Reese and the reporter are safe. And after Fusco takes the ledger and rips out the pages mentioning Simmons and himself. Walker's arrested. So we think for the moment we got the head of HR. But Finch isn't convinced. Because all of this is way too simple for the head of HR. And it doesn't really fit. Walker wouldn't have all that many 
uh, wouldn't have all the resources that demand head of HR, so... Maybe there's someone else, like... He might have been, uh... He might have been close to the top, but he certainly wasn't the top. So we're left with the question of who is running HR. And then we get our answer. Simmons is having drinks, saying congratulations, boss. And we see the boss is Alonzo Quinn, the campaign manager for the CD campaign finance guy. He is the head of HR. This entire thing has been one long chess game. He had one mayoral candidate, the person who actually got mayor, in his pocket via being campaign manager, and another by paying him off just to hedge his bets. This whole giant thing was just like... It was one huge scheme for... Quinn to get as much power as possible. He, by the way, himself never would have been implicated because he didn't put his name in the ledger at all. He is never, ever, 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 ever in the books. So he's just the shadowy man in the in the back of the room, just dangling all these puppets around. Just dangling all of these assholes like, ooh, I control you all and I'm above all forms of the law. Ooh, that was a weird thing to do. I don't know why I did that. Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, great ending to the dating. Subplot, uh, yeah, this reporter breaks up with Reese because... Uh, she's married to his work. Uh, she's married to her work. And she does think that Reese is still hung up on Zoe Morgan. <laughs> oh. Oh, you got it so wrong. She's also dropping the man in the suit because she's just like, man, no man in the suit came. I have a feeling if anyone like that existed, eh, he probably would have shown up at some point. In, uh, in all of this, but clearly just an urban legend. So yeah, uh, bunch of, bunch of stuff sort of fixing itself. But yeah, we now know the head of HR. We now know that the head of HR is Alonzo Quinn. We now know that all of this was pretty much inconsequential. (laughs) All of this was just like a small spat. Like, oh, I I have the mayor in my pocket now, and a bunch of people that are totally inconsequential to the existence of HR are in handcuffs. They don't know anything. They can't do anything. Uh, I did this whole ex-FBI agent thing just to, you know, kind of throw people off the scent. Had Walker in there, and he's the scapegoat now. Like... Ugh. Yes. HR, man. When that, like I said, when that subplot comes back, it comes back strong. Anyway, uh, if you like this, 
fan of the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a personal button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up over there once every month. Uh, Or, if that's going to work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 6. Talk to you then.